Welcome back to Vikes with Mike, Tyler. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, As good to always, see you, fun to be back on the pod recording with you. Um, since last time we recorded, uh, quite a few things have happened. Um, but the funny yeah. thing is, it didn't happen in time for us to make a whole episode on Tuesday. So now we, you know, here we are. Cover it today. That's how it goes. Um, yeah, we got a lot. Well, not a lot, but we got quite a, you know, quite some important things to talk about. That's for sure. Um, so let's just jump right into it, man. JJ Watt, the, yeah. the, the search is over, the, yep. the debate, and boy, did he shock us. Arizona. Yeah. Wow. He's going to go play with our boy Kyler. Yep. He's gonna go, gonna go play with his former teammate DeAndre Hopkins. It's, it's pretty exciting stuff. I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's crazy because like he shut these 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 reporters up, man. Like everybody Absolutely. was saying Brown. I want to say Browns, Bills. He's like, nope. I'm gonna be the source and I'm gonna tweet it out. <laughs> I yeah, thought that, that was, was great. Funny. Yeah, that tweet was awesome. I love that. That yeah, that was great. I'm a little bit more interested, though, in Arizona and how much it they seem to uh, be willing to pay for J.J. Watt over these next yeah. two years. It's pretty crazy to me, actually, the amount that they signed him for. He's got a $28 million base salary. could reach a max of $31 million with incentives. So it's like based off, you know, the number of sacks that he gets yep. Yep. Uh, in 2021 and 2022. Obviously, I know you know that, but just in case anybody who's listening doesn't understand. Uh, and then the $12 million signing bonus, obviously. So pretty crazy stuff. Um, but I mean, good for him to a certain extent, obviously, like he hasn't gotten to experience this whole free agency thing. And nope. he's definitely one of, if not the best, players at his position um so there's yeah there's there's definitely reason to argue that he deserves all the money and, and more uh but it is a very interesting move on arizona's part i think yeah i feel like now this shapes them up to take a cornerback especially in the first round i, I would agree i don't I, I obviously see them letting patrick peterson go now due to jj watts contract that he just got right. that's pretty big uh, I like JC Horn to them. Obviously we've had them in draft in mock drafts, but I don't know. I feel like this is a good signing for Arizona. I feel like if he's healthy the whole next year, the next two seasons, no injuries. I feel like it's a good signing. I mean, he's a very good player, even though he is aging, right? But the veteran leadership he brings is something yep. that is Huge. hard to find in the NFL. So, and yes, I mean, I absolutely. know that dude is craving to start winning games again. So right, right, yeah, he wants to win a championship before his time is done. Yeah, you could you could tell he was very at the end of that season. He was not happy with how the team just didn't show up to games. Right, and that they knew that their season was pretty much done. But I don't know. It's it's good for him, man. He gets to go out and hopefully be a winner next year in Arizona. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's definitely cool. You know, obviously during the season, we were really big fans of, of Arizona and what they had going on over there. So it's going to be super exciting. It's going to be super exciting just to see JJ Watt in a different uniform. Like that's right. going to be crazy. Um, 
But, you know, I think, I think you brought up a really good point though, too, with the Patrick Peterson stuff, their coverage. And I know it was more so kind of with linebacker, you know, not, not amazing at run support, but um, they were getting burned quite a bit if I remember in, in coverage too. Yep. So obviously being able to rush the passer, putting more pressure on that quarterback and JJ can do that uh, is going to be huge for Arizona. So they already have all the pieces on offense. Yeah, um, exactly. Now, now it's just a, a matter of kind of building that defense up to be at least uh, <laughs> competent, I guess you could say. Um, and they're yeah, going to start I mean, winning, winning games. Yeah, I, I just, I agree. I think their two biggest downfalls in the season, which they didn't make the playoffs was one, their defense didn't make enough plays. Right. And, and two, obviously Kyler Murray getting hurt in that last game with a concussion, not being able yeah. to play against the LA Rams. Yep. So honestly, if you can improve this defense, I already think the offense is probably a top 10 unit in the whole national football league. If you can improve this defense Easy. and help those corners, I mean, shoot, I think Arizona's in the playoffs next year. I mean, I don't think – I know we both are Arizona supporters, but I don't think it's biased either. I think they are a really talented team. So right. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, so um, I guess I have to ask though, right? Because, like, I, I definitely agree with you that this puts them in playoff contention immediately. Yep. If everybody can stay healthy and that offense can pick up where they left off with Kyler and that defense can just improve a little bit. Um, there's, there's zero reason why they shouldn't be in the playoffs, but as far as a Super Bowl contender, what are your thoughts on Arizona? I think, I don't know if Kyler Murray is ready to take that next step, but if everything goes right, then yes. But right now I would have to say, no, that that's a little okay. bit of a leap. That is a little bit of a leap. I mean, I don't know. They have the star receiver. They have the quarterback. They just don't have the running back. Their offensive line isn't the best, and their defense still isn't there yet. So, no, I would not say that they're Super Bowl legit. Like, But I'm, I, I definitely think they're playoff contention. I just don't think that they're like one of the elites. So, to me, here's my take on it, right? I think that when it comes to talking about the Super Bowl, you have to think of it in stages, right? So, Arizona's yep. – first stage that they're going to be worried about this season during the regular season is winning the division. Well, if you look at the NFC West and you look at the teams that we're talking about, you have the Rams who just made one of the bigger trades yeah. probably going to be, um, well, yeah, depending on who else gets moved, I'll, I'll get into that, I guess, in just a second here, but it's, it's going to be always looked at as one of the bigger trades that happened this off season. Um, they have a new starting quarterback, somebody we're very familiar with, with Matt Stafford now under center. Matt Stafford, some argue it's because he's been in Detroit and he hasn't had a team around him, has not won much. So yep. you can't put a ton of you know credit to his name necessarily in a new system. Do I wish him nothing but the best? Absolutely. I think Stafford's great. I think he could win, but that's not what we're talking about, right? So you got one team in there that's changed up. Let's look at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are currently talking about all sorts of trade rumors um, regarding Russell Wilson. So we don't even know if Russell Wilson is going to be a Seahawk by the end of this offseason. Yep. So who's under center in Seattle? 
And then exactly. you look at San Francisco, obviously looking to fix their quarterback situation. It seems very evident that they don't believe in Jimmy G. They have arguably the stoutest defense when they're healthy, but they were not healthy last year. And who's to say that they're going to come back and you know not run into health issues again this year. So super early predictions have me taking Arizona as the winner of the NFC West by a landslide. Absolute wow. landslide, right? So you are going in the playoffs with probably one of the better records, really good in division play tends to lead to good conference play, which tends to lead to good out of conference play, right? So you, you know, we're maybe talking one or two seed here. If that's the case, there is no reason in my mind that the Arizona Cardinals are not in the Super Bowl conversation. I think that this is a huge move for them. I think it's very win now based off the type of money yep. that they're giving Watt, the amount of guarantee that they're giving Watt. Um, I, I honestly cannot wait to see what comes out of Arizona because I seriously, this really feels like a all of my chips are in the center type deal. Yeah. Wow. That's a hot take, but I like it. It's bold. I think Arizona is just a little bit away, but I think they can make a splash next year if they stay healthy, get a corner, an elite. Gotta corner. remember, man, freaking Kyler Murray. You talk about, you know, maybe him not being able to take that next step. The dude is taking steps every game and he is making men miss when he takes yeah. those steps. So if he just has half the magic that he had last year, and he comes back with uh, even more confidence in his number one wide receiver with Hopkins. And again, I cannot state it enough. Just a slightly improved defense was really, I feel like, all that they needed to get over the hump to even get in the playoffs this last year. It's going to be massive, absolutely massive. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and then we got another breaking news, actually, because of it just happened today. Tyler, I'm pretty sure you wanted to talk about this one. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger uh, reduces uh, salary cap hit from four, 19 mil to 14 mil, I think. So he took five mil, I think, less. Uh, right. So, yeah, I mean, we've kind of touched on the Steelers and how they need to address their quarterback play. I feel like Roethlisberger, I don't feel like he's the guy there, but – I don't know. I don't feel like this team has much leverage in my opinion. I mean, I feel like they're kind of stuck with him for now at the moment. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't see the Steelers even fully healthy next year. I don't know if they're going to bring in Juju or bring him back, but I don't even see them. In, I see them maybe as a playoff team, but I don't think they're taking the, the AFC North. I like, I love, I like Cincinnati to bounce back next year and improve their team a lot Hopefully. in the off season with a lot of, with a lot of cap space. I think Cleveland yep. is on, I think Cleveland is on the rise with Kevin Stefanski another year in that system. I feel like Baker Mayfield is going to flourish. I think Baltimore, Baltimore, man, they could even, I I don't, I just don't see Pittsburgh being at the top of the AFC North next year. I feel like this year they got a little lucky in some of these games. They won a lot of one score games that were very tight, but I, I, I really just, I don't see Ben being getting this team past anywhere past the wild card round again next year. God. I really don't. I really don't. I feel like they're a AFC wildcard team at most. That's yeah. Even that's what, even when they're bringing back all their guys, I just don't, I don't see it. I really don't. 
yeah, no, I actually, I could not agree more, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, good on Roethlisberger for taking the pay cut. I think it was the obvious move on his end, especially if he wanted to continue playing. I don't think that there's another team that's going to take him in, to be quite honest with you. Um, and especially, I think, honestly, if you're, if you're the Steelers, I could see them reaching on a quarterback here in this draft just because they feel so trapped. I feel like at this point, you know, like they're in, they're in the worst position as far as like the draft goes and then cap space for the quarterback market. Like even if there was an enticing one in free agency, um, they don't really have enough capital now. It seems like unless you kind of want to start blowing up a little bit of that defense uh, to try and trade for one of these quarterbacks that are on the market. And even then you're going to be giving up a majority of your top round picks for the next probably like three years, just to be in contention with some of these other teams that have really high picks and other players yeah. that they're willing to give up. Um, so yeah, I <laughs> Pittsburgh nation, I'm sorry. I feel really bad for the terrible towel right now to a certain extent, obviously you know, we have a little bit of a history with the Steelers at the same time. So I'm not like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like too sorry for you, but um, everybody's got, you know, everybody has their, their days, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'll tell you this though. The biggest thing that kind of doesn't make sense to me as far as the Steelers, not just saying like, we want to move on from Roethlisberger or like, can you not only take a bit of a pay cut, but like, like just, I don't know. Um, trying to trying to dump him, basically. Uh, yeah. What I don't understand about that is the fact that it really doesn't seem like they're going to re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster, which is like he's already not able to get guys the ball <laughs> a majority of the time, and now he's not going to have probably the best receiver on that team. Um, well, that's going to be bad. You can you can make a an argument for Chase Claypool, I guess, but obviously I I say that you know he yeah. is more talented or at least more um, uh, firmly stated and in, instated in, in the NFL. You know he's he's proven himself a bit more. Yeah, I just uh, here's what I feel like the Steelers' ownership feels like. They still feel like they can compete for that AFC North title. Totally. With ben, yes, I but, feel that. But they're gonna let they they even think that even letting Juju Smith Schuster go is they still have a shot at it, and that's why they're not getting rid of Ben, which I don't understand. It's like you either I feel like you either go into a full on rebuild or you know you're right. gonna go to to the playoffs. It's not none of this like oh we're, we're gonna just hang around and then maybe make win the division. I feel like that is what their ownership is trying to do. I feel like it's like absolutely. I feel like you either get rid of Ben now or you re you like I don't. You make some, I don't know. It's it's something here is just annoying me with what they're trying to do because I think they still believe in Ben, but it's like he's not going to get you to the Super Bowl, you guys. I don't know what you're trying to do here with him. Right. No, yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of false hope, it seems like, in, in Pittsburgh. That's that's like the best way to, to kind of put it in my mind is it's very like – I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but you ever like you have that like the, it's Ben's like that girlfriend that, you know, you need to move on from, but you just can't. You can't find it in your heart to move on. It's just like, you know, she keeps showing up on your doorstep. She tells you, <laughs> no, it's OK. Like, 
I'll 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 pay for for dinner and like oh, you know I'm gonna man. take you out somewhere really nice. We're gonna have a great time tonight and all that stuff. And then you end up watching like movie on the couch and ordering really bad you know fast food delivered to you and it's just a really crappy quarantine date that's that's what ben roethlisberger is in this situation yeah and wow and the steelers are that boyfriend that just cannot say no they're just like maybe maybe i'll get lucky one more time maybe maybe i'll have that chance I don't know. That's 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 like the best way I can put Bruh, it. But. I love that. Oh my gosh, that was perfect. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh wow. That was exactly Dang. how I feel. You literally just explained that. So. <laughs> oh. oh man. I'm, I'm sorry, Ben. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. You know, <laughs> equate you to that. But at the same time, my guy, like. They, they so badly want to move on from you and you just, you keep crawling back. <laughs> they just cannot say no. Um, so yeah, it, moving forward, it's going to be super interesting. I don't think that uh, it's Mason Rudolph, right? If I'm remembering. His, oh um, God. Yeah. Dent yep. boy. Dent in his uh, head. Yeah. Dent in his head. Yep. Yeah. Um, as I don't trust I him can, under center. I don't trust no. him under center at all. Right. That's that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. He does not seem to be the answer at all when it when no. it comes time for Ben to end his reign of terror with the, the steel curtain. Um so yeah, I, I could definitely see them taking, you know, I could see them trying to maybe reach and, and trade up for like a Mac Jones. I could easily see that happening. Or I could see like a Kyle Trask going to that yeah. pretty easily too. Yep. Uh, either way, I don't think that those quarterbacks, those young quarterbacks are going to be the answer in that system either. You know, it's kind of a very like, if the Steelers aren't smart moving forward and, and their cap hit is still going to be huge. Like Roethlisberger's cap hit is only being deferred. You know, it's like 22 something, I think 22 million that he's like, is still going to hit over time. Yep that they're going to have to pay for sooner, you know, rather than later. Um, they just kind of are keep delaying it. Uh, it's going to, I guess the team that comes to mind quite honestly is like the Jets. Um, the only thing is, is obviously they have, they have a better situation with the cap space. It's just, you, you bring in this young quarterback, which is most likely what they're going to do, right? But you're not going to put any pieces around him. And then you're going to call yeah. him a bust because he's not going to perform to the level that he would if you gave him good enough weapons <laughs> to use. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, and this is nothing against Chase Claypool. Um, I think that he's great, but I also know that you can't just have one wide receiver on your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they don't end up resigning Juju. So. Yep. TikTok boy. Oh, man. God. <laughs> Um, but moving on anyways, kind of on a more somber note, I'm sure what a lot of the more, uh, Viking fan listeners are, are waiting for, yep. um, Kyle Rudolph, 10 yeah. years with this amazing organization, 10 super, I don't even know like what words to use. The, the man was one of the most 
philanthropic players that have come through our organization. He's helped the community in so many ways, specifically the end zone in the Children's Masonic Hospital comes to mind. Um, I don't know if you saw, I think it was 2017 or 2018, that video that they put out when he was the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee and he had like oh, yeah. those families write the, all those letters to him. I like watched that again. I was crying. He wrote a letter, you know, his farewell letter to Minnesota, totally teared up during that. What are yeah. your, how are you feeling about uh, 2020, this last year being the last year that we're going to see Kyle Rudolph in purple and gold? Oh, man. You know, it sucks. I love him as a person. He's a great guy, great around the community. He's a great probably teammate to have. I mean, right. Veteran, big leader. As a leader, you, you, you know, he's a leader out there. Uh, his passion for the game, it, it's great. Uh, just on, on the field, though, like, I don't know. It's hard because this year with his injury, it was kind of, he was kind of replaceable. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of a, it's kind of a tough situation yeah. for the Vikings. Spielman's going to have to make some tough choices. Right. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I don't know. At the end of the day, it, it is a business. Yeah. Kyle's a great sure. guy. He had, he had 10 great years here. And yeah. I, the fans loved him. I know he loved it here, but I mean, we've got two really good tight ends. I feel like that are going to step in now and really do a good job in his yeah, place. For sure. for and sure. I feel like he, he, I think he even knows that as well. I mean, I think in his, his thing, he said the organization's going to be in good hands even without him. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. At the end of the day, I want to go see, I want to see him win a Super Bowl somewhere. Yep. Hopefully not against us, but uh, wherever he goes, I'm going to be ruined for him, man. It's absolutely. Yeah. He's a great guy. So absolutely. And I, I think you, you brought up a really great point though, too, with the, the leadership, you know, in the locker room and on the field, he was the most tenured Viking up until um, this last, was it Tuesday, right? That he got cut or something like that? Yep, Tuesday. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, obviously now that falls to to Harrison Smith, who was also out of Notre Dame, played on the same Notre Dame team as Kyle Rudolph. thought that was really cool, that little part in his letter where they talked about how the last time he had saw him on the field, they got into a fight, and then little did they know that two years later he was going to be on the same team again. That was cool. But um, anyways, I digress. The The point that I'm trying to get at is he's going to stay around. I think that was like the thing that kind of probably broke my heart the most was when he talked about, you know, like his kids, how his like his daughter made it very clear that she wasn't going to let go of her giraffe Vikings blanket and was always oh, going to like root for the Vikings and stuff like that. And uh, how he even said, like, my time with uh, the Minnesota Vikings was amazing. My time as a Minnesotan is just starting and, like, all yeah. that. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, like, tearing up just thinking about it. But uh, that was super heartfelt. Totally shows, I think, the type of person that he is. Absolutely. Like, to the core, one of – if not the best guys um, that we have had, I guess now on the roster. Um, so any, anytime you can have players like that, leaders like that in the locker room is huge. But then the other thing that, that really kind of made me sad, but was also super cool to see 
was when he talked about not being able to bring a championship to Minnesota. Yeah. Like how he, he thanked the fans for being some of the smartest and most invested fans in the NFL, you know, talked about how there's nothing but hope in Minnesota. There is no curse and all that stuff. And then followed it up with like probably the most sincere apology I've ever read on, you know, not on paper, but you know, uh, I've ever read in print, um, basically just apologizing for not being able to bring a championship to Minnesota when we deserve that. And that's that like, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask you for, you know, your thoughts, you're more than welcome to add on to this, but like for me, you know, as a fan and as, as somebody who, who knows that I can, I can kind of take football a little bit too far at times. And um, I know I'm not working for the organization and all that kind of stuff. And like, don't worry, I'm self-aware. I can catch myself. And I know that it's not the end of the world, but it's like, you know, you say in your letter in your farewell letter that we deserve that. It's like, you're the one on the field. Like if anybody deserves that, I think you said it so perfectly, Tyler, like all of us Vikings fans are going to be rooting for him to yep. get a Super Bowl now whoever he ends up with. Like, he's just that kind of guy. Obviously, I hope he doesn't freaking cross the river and go over to Wisconsin, but the, I don't think even so, happened. like, I, to be completely honest with you, like, I, if that were to be the case and it were to happen, it's like, you know, I'd be like, screw the fact that the Packers got the Super Bowl. Kyle Rudolph won the freaking Super Bowl. Like, that, yeah. there would still be a lot of Minnesotans that would feel that way. So I, I guess I'm just asking, like, what are your – how do you feel about that? Cause I personally take that as like, dude, I appreciate you saying that and like saying yeah, that yeah. we deserve that, but it's like, that's not our job, man. Like you're the one who is putting in the work and doing all the stuff. It's like, you totally deserve that. Yeah. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I just like, I think it's super, it's special. Like, you know, yeah. none of the, these, none of no, there's going to be like, nope. I don't think any player has ever said that, especially about Minnesota, especially about these fans specifically like I just feel like it just shows this guy's character that he he, he truly cares about the, the community cares about the fans he cares about Absolutely. ownership cares about his teammates cares about everything and it just uh, like that letter just made me like even more just realize how good of a guy he is like mm -hmm. and like you said wherever he goes like I'm gonna be rooting for him but totally I don't know if you're cool with this but I, I've actually got a I got two teams in mind that I really I mean okay one oh, of them I, by all means I've got one of them. I mean, two of them, two teams, right? One of them. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you would like it, but the other team, oh, oh my gosh. And it, it's a, it's a good fit. All right. Okay. Are, you, are you ready? You, you want to hear I'm this? Ready. I'm ready. But I feel like this first team, it's realistic. All right. Okay. I'm listening. The new England Patriots first I team. You. I feel like, I feel like it's realistic. It is uh, realistic. You know? And that's why I hate you, but it is but, realistic. But I would rather have him go to New England than the Packers, and I'm and I'm I'm serious about that. I feel like, of course, yeah, no, yeah, I would agree. That Green Bay already has uh, Robert. They Tunyon. have Tanyan. Yeah, there's yeah. no way that they're in the tight end market. Yeah. I just said that to you know say like no matter what team he ends up on, I'm gonna always root for him as a person. That was my point. I just see it as a fit because I don't feel like they have any other tight ends. That's why we've been mocking them. Kyle Pitts pretty much every right? time. I Which feel like we're going to get into in a second. Cause Kyle Pitts now to the Vikings question mark. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, keep going. But, uh, but um, yeah, like 
it's just I feel like it's a good fit, whatever. They can maybe go QB now at that spot or trade up, do what they want because they have a lot of cap space right. over New England, whatever, totally. right? All right. Totally. You, you get the point. All right. Second team. They've got a lot of cap space. The Cincinnati Bengals, baby. I would love that, actually. Oh, I would my gosh. They uh, don't have a tight end. They don't have a tight end. If I'm remembering correctly, um, he's from Ohio, too, right? I'm like um, 99% sure that Kyle Rudolph is from Ohio. So I'm not exactly that, sure, but that would be awesome. Insane. Um, but, yeah, I would love that. Could you imagine? Oh, my God, he's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Okay, this yep. is literally perfect. One, Joey Burrow <laughs> would, will get him the ball, and that is another very good weapon. Two, he's a very yeah. good blocker, and we know that. We've seen what he can do in pass blocking Ooh. when they Ooh. need him to help blocking. Wow. I think Cincinnati's on the rise, and I'm not trying to be biased. I feel like they get an offensive lineman or two. I feel like this team, they've got a lot of cap space as well at the moment. Ooh, let's go, yeah. Cincinnati. I feel like yeah. it's a great. I feel like it, I feel like it's the best fit. Please, that would like, honestly be really awesome to see him get like a two or three year deal, and he gets paid what he's worth and a little bit more, and then he actually gets utilized the way that he probably should have been utilized the past two years, where you know he was like catching yeah. every single ball thrown his way. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I love that. I absolutely love that. That would be great. I, I would, I yeah. I don't I don't like the New England one nearly as much as I like the Cincinnati yeah. one. Like I pe- yeah. keep putting those vibes out into the universe, and we're gonna be uh we're gonna be just fine. And that's yep. funny though. So no, <laughs> okay. You kind of brought up the point. I guess like moving on from Kyle Rudolph. Love you, Kyle. Like that's I guess it. But um, moving on from Kyle Rudolph, I saw a quote recently. I'm forgetting who it was by. I want to say it was. Bucky Brooks or Daniel Jeremiah, something like that. Um, But they were talking about Kyle Pitts. And he was saying, whoever it was basically said, stop disrespecting Kyle Pitts by putting him and like marking him in this draft as a tight end. Because he's more than that. He is the best receiver, just pure like receiving talent in this draft. He's most likely going to be like a, he's a, obviously a bulkier guy. Like, you know, you could definitely line him up at tight end. But could you imagine having Thielen, Justin Jefferson on the outside, and Kyle Pitts and switching him to like a slot wide receiver with Conklin and Earth? Oh, man. I feel like it's a lot, but wow, that would be unstoppable. I mean, like, that's. I, I don't know. I don't think he gets to 14, to be completely honest with you. Like, I no, know we've been I, mocking him after I don't that, either. But I don't think he gets there. To be honest with you, though, like, <laughs> I'm at the point now where I've seen more on this kid. And you know how I said I have, like, three players uh, in, you know, my head that if, if they're on the board at 14, the Vikings better not draft back. Or yep. draft back. They might. They better not trade back. Um, I'm. I'm like really mulling over making it four players and adding Kyle Pitts to that list. Like, I, mean, I couldn't even imagine. My guy couldn't even. I mean, imagine. he's there. 
if he's there, like, I don't know if you can really pass that up. If I'm being honest, like <laughs> generational talent at tight end. Absolutely. And I mean, the thing about it is too, like, yeah, Conklin and Irv have been great, but Irv has had a bit of an injury prone past and Conklin only had this breakout season, you know, only one breakout season. Right. So like yeah. we haven't seen him be able to reproduce that. It's, it's interesting. At the very least, it's interesting. It's all dependent on, I think, who is there at offensive line at 14. Um, yep. Also dependent on whether or not one of those top three wide receivers fall to them at 14. Because as much as I love Kyle Pitts, if one of those top three wideouts are still there, I hope that they pull the trigger on that too. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways that they could go. Obviously, they could totally trade down as well and I mean, could you imagine if they traded down too and he like fell? Like, what if like we traded back, got back into the second round, traded down to like 19 or something like that, and somehow, some way, Pitts was still on the board? Then it's like, I'm going to shoot them if they don't freaking take it. You know what I mean? Well, this is kind of how we felt about Tyler Johnson last year. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt about Tyler Johnson. Thank you very much. You can say kind of. I'm still pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> For the moon and back, the freaking Spielman decided to take like two wide receivers before Johnson off the board. So freaking stupid. Oh, anyways, I digress again. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the, the biggest reason, obviously, too, and then you brought this up for, for Kyle's cut was uh, cap space. So I think that kind of brings yep. us into our next and final-ish segment. Um, yep. The recent, and by recent, I mean today, so I guess another breaking news type situation, um, re-signing, and by re-signing, I mean he was on the team two years ago, um, of Stephen Weatherly. Back in purple. Yeah. Played in Carolina last year. Um, logged less snaps, though, than he had in both years in Minnesota previous to 2020. So that's interesting because I know he got paid a good amount, but they didn't utilize him as much as we did. Um, but anyways, the early reports, obviously he hasn't been signed officially, but the early reports are that it's a, two and a half million dollar base salary yep. with uh, half a million dollars worth of incentives. And the incentive is three sacks. So if he gets more than three sacks, then he gets that extra five, uh, half a million dollars, which puts us up to three, right? So you at least have to have that built into the cap space. Um, so I believe that puts us at around 7 million over the projected salary cap of 185 currently. Now, the fact that the Vikings are already making deals makes me think that they at least have some restructures and cuts in mind. I know that they do because yep. yep. Spielman yep. was quoted as saying, it's a business and there's going to be some tough decisions that we have to make this year. Yep. So um, I'll tell you three guys that I kind of am okay with seeing go if they don't well, one of them I for sure want to see go. The other two might restructure heavily, and then I'd be fine with it. But right now, I just have them being cut. Shamar Stefan, Dan Bailey, and Britton Colquitt. Three guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Now we're not factoring in the extra three million for the Weatherly signing, but currently where our cap is at, that would put us at um, one point two million dollars in cap room. So we would still nice. be, yeah, oh, yeah. But we would still be under because yeah, you know, we have to make up for that three. So they're like I said, they're probably going to restructure. I'd honestly like to see them re-sign Riley Reef and kind of restructure his contract around a bit to make his yep. salary cap uh, hit this year a little bit less, but definitely not let him go. Cause I think he played pretty dang well at left tackle, but I was wondering if you have any immediate thoughts on cap space, who you'd like to see go, who you'd like to see restructured. Oh, yeah. How you feel about the Stephen Weatherly signing. Just talk to me. Yeah. So I really like the Shamar Stefan cut. I feel like that's, that's number one on the next list right here. Honestly, yep. Honestly, I feel like Jaleel Johnson could be on this list too. I think he should oh, be, yeah. be cut. I, didn't even think about I think that. Jaleel Johnson cut. I like the Dan Bailey. I, I feel like with this new kicker, I think he could step in. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I kind of like the competition at the kicker position, but Bailey apparently does struggle with competition as we've seen in recent years. Britton Colquitt, Britton Colquitt, I agree. I feel like he's too much. We're paying him way too much to just be an average punter even below he's not one of the best punters right. in the league well and yeah he he got that deal after he was by far the best punter in the league but he didn't play nearly as well this no. season not even he's close. kind of on a downhill I, I don't i feel like we could get somebody way cheaper that could be just as good at the punt at punter and we had problems at that special team at special teams this year so i feel like right. it's a no-brainer i feel like bar needs a restructure badly like really badly and I don't know if he's going to take it, but that's what Zim's going to have to talk to his golden boy about. Um, I feel like Kirk Cousins absolutely should be a restructure. If he wants to win, he should restructure. He is getting paid from 2016 to 22. He's getting paid the most out of with the most guaranteed money. Sorry. He's, he's getting the most guaranteed money. Uh, I feel like he's restructured. I know, I know you agree with that. Yeah, he, I do. He needs a restructure bad Kirk. I do, I do agree with Riley Reef too, but I think you have to hold on to him. I really do. I feel like with him not on the team, it would be a big hole. I feel like he yeah. played phenomenally this year. So I feel like if you could, I don't know, they kind of did right. do him dirty a little bit. So I feel like I feel like that's yeah. kind of hard. You know what I mean? It's so, so hard because like I I could totally see them because because the only way that you're gonna rebuild that bridge in my mind um, is by basically saying like we'll extend you. Like we'll give you another year or two on the contract. We just need you to spread this out a little bit more. Yeah. And I feel like in the end, you know, to be honest with you, even though yes, he's a left tackle. He played great this, this last season. Like he could, there's definitely a market out there for him. I think that that continuity that he kind of found this year is also a large part of the success, right? You know, like yeah. you have to know the guys around you, you have to understand your scheme well to play to the level that he he does in the NFL. So I, I also see like there being a good amount of appeal there um, for him to, to restructure or extend, you know, his contract. Uh, and then I 100% agree with the Kirk Cousins comment just real quick. Like if, if he is now about like, cause, cause, Let's be honest. He has a social media. He understands. He sees that the fans are out here being like, let's take a quarterback at 14 or let's trade up to take a quarterback or let's trade him for Deshaun Watson or like whatever it is. 
the point is, Kirk, if you want to prove to Minnesota and prove to this organization that you're here to win, help us out of the salary cap situation. Like, I understand that he is not obligated to do this and that that is his money and that we made a deal and that they should definitely honor that deal. I'm not saying that he absolutely like needs to do this, but I truly believe that since he's already made well over a hundred million dollars in his career, he's more than well off and his family is more than well off enough for him to take the pay cut and actually try and fight for a championship now that his defense is going to be mostly healthy again. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off, but just wanted to, I just, I just feel like it has to do with the respect of this organization and fans show these people that you want to win, show them that you, you want to take the next step. Show them that you're here for your team and right. that we can go compete for a Super Bowl. And if you, you do something about, like that, that shows yeah. all of that. So, yeah. He talked about when he got signed here, how that contract would be the first of hopefully a couple to come and that he wanted to raise and grow his family here in Minnesota and all that stuff. And like, sure, to a certain extent, any big name signing like that, you know, you have guys that always are saying that kind of stuff. But if you really mean it, then give back, you know what I mean? Like show that you are investing yourself just as much as this organization has vested in you. Show that you're investing in the team's success as much as they have invested in you. Um, You're still going to be paid an insane amount of money. You only need to probably, you know, restructure what, like five or eight million maybe, not even. Yeah. four even like just just over a couple of years um so i don't know it's uh it's hard to even comprehend some of these numbers too because it's like i totally get that they're putting their freaking bodies on the line week in and week out and he plays up to his price tag no matter what people yeah argue you know the freaking kirk haters out there but it would be nice to see I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Any other restructures that you'd like to see or any other guys that come to mind as far as like potential cuts? No, but I do want to talk about the stat. I didn't, I want to talk about a little bit more on the Shamar. I mean, sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, Weatherly. Steven, yeah. Weatherly. I don't know why. Go yeah, for Steven it. Weather- sorry. But um, yeah, but you know how much I like this, this rotation thing we might have going at yes. the second defensive end position. Now I feel like this adds onto it more. You have DJ Wonham, you have Afadio Denebo, and now you have Steven Weatherly. I feel like that is a solid three guys on a rotation. Obviously, you have Daniil Hunter on the other side. Hopefully, Michael Pierce will be back next season. This this signing tells me I don't feel like we go defensive end in the first round. As much as Quiddy Pay would be awesome, even if he fell to the Vikings, I feel like trading back is the ultimate move now. Christian Barrymore is a guy the Vikings have got to look at. All right. right. I feel like that is your number one priority now. Christian Barrymore is who the Vikings need to be looking at. You get a defensive line of Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, Christian Barrymore, and this rotation that I think is very solid of three caliber defensive ends. I feel like your defensive line is going to get so much pressure because arguably I feel like this defensive line of those people, players I just listed are almost better than our off defensive line from not this past season, but the year before that with Everson Griffin, Daniel Hunter, I forgot who are, who we had inside, Linval. but 
We had Linval. And I think it was Jaleel or Stefan. One of the two. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think, I honestly think that defensive line could be better than that prior defensive line from the the season ago. That's saying something because that was a really good defensive line those past couple of years. But but that shows me, though, that I really like. I feel like DJ Wonham can be something in this league. I feel like I feel like Odenabo is good on a rotation. And we've seen Steven Weatherly make plays. So like, and especially a full Daniel Hunter back, like you've seen him. He's been in the lab recently. Oh, he's been in the gym, dude. Freaking beefcake. If he comes out, like what I've been seeing on these videos on Twitter of him working out. Oh my gosh. And we get Michael Pierce back. I feel like Christian Barrymore might be the missing piece. They've both got leaner and meaner too. Like that's the thing. Cause, cause Pierce was kind of just a bigger guy. I've heard that he's added muscle over the off season, like with the year off, you know, obviously the type of probably recovery that his body was going through too, not having yep. to play a year of football, being able to focus on getting his mind and his body. Right. And then same deal with Daniel. It's like, he's yeah, he looks, he already looked like a monster before this off season and now he's coming out looking like a monster's father. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy. I definitely, I, I love that though, man. If Christian Barmer's there at uh, 14, then I 100% agree. That's definitely one of those guys within my, my three names that you have to take. Um, Cause he can solidify, help solidify your defensive line for years to come. Like, I could easily see him being a, a, a very long tenure player. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God. I absolutely love that, dude. Absolutely. Because those three guys on the rotation, yep. especially if, if DJ, like, starts breaking out, then you can kind of rotate with Daniil, too. Let him get some rest here and there. Exactly. Like, that's – Scary, scary for opposing quarterbacks. And our interior is fixed, which I believe was the problem last year. Our interior was horrible. I feel like yeah, with Pierce terrible. coming back, Absolutely. and then we get Barrymore, just two solid dudes. Like, who's right. gonna pl- have fun, offensive linemen? Like, have fun. Yeah, exactly. Who are you gonna double team? All of them? Sorry, no. Nope. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Awesome. Well. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's all that we wanted to cover today, right? Or am I losing my mind? No, I think that's it. Yeah. Awesome. All righty. Well, with that, we will not be seeing you next week. We are going to be taking a break next week, so no episodes. But the following week, we will be back. I believe the following week as well is going to be the week free agency agency opens up. So that's going to be super exciting. Super stoked about that. I'm sure we'll be coming to you with all sorts of uh, thoughts on signings around the league, hopefully signings and more cuts for the Vikings. We'll definitely be commenting on that. And then cool thing is once they make a few moves there, we'll finally know probably what direction they're looking as far as the draft. draft. So so the mocks are going to get better and going to be a lot more fun include some more multi-round mocks with some trades coming up as well. So lots to look forward to here on Vikes with a mic. Um, But until then, uh, we'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out the podcast online at vikeswithmike.com. All our previous episodes are archived there. And uh, with that, we'll see you. Skull!